0: What is up, everyone? Welcome into ADC Sports Dallas primetime on this Thursday night. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. For a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason, make sure that you check out slash Dallas. Thank you for tuning the sh- into the show. Tonight, we will talk about the second week of OTAs and some of the big notes that have you know emerged after a few more practices of action, in, sp- in specific what happened today. Some players getting some well-deserved praise, some players getting looks at different positions, and that's what we will discuss tonight, including, including who has become the new clear-cut winner of the early portion of the Dallas Cowboys OTAs. Now, my question for me to you guys is what has been your biggest winner out of OTAs from what you have heard? What is the most exciting storyline for you right now going on over there in Frisco? I know that it's early. I know that it is that it is early. Uh, I can see some of your comments here in the chat. Who was it? Stephen A. Smith's Cowboys fan says, it's OTAs Cowboys fans are delusional. <laughs> I cannot figure out with this username. I will, I will read it again. Stephen A. Smith is Cowboys fan's daddy. And then there's a picture of, you know, the fan, the, the famous Dallas Cowboys meme between, you know, the Cowboys, a Cowboys guy and his girlfriend cheering him up. I cannot figure out, and, and maybe you can help me out with a quick reply, if you're a Cowboys fan or not. I I cannot figure that out. Anyways, guys, thank you for tuning into the show. Let's see some of your answers here. Russell Dreyer went with Jalen Tolbert. A thing that is true. Gallup is back on his feet. It's a start, says Gregory. Chris Blake says I said it from day one. Tyler Smith reminds me of Eric Williams. And Joey Bella says Tyler Smith is getting ramp- reps at tackle. Samuel Rose says he's a Commanders fan. Oh man. That is just, that's kind of sad, isn't it? (laughs) Setting up your profile that way. But anyways, the clear-cut winner of the early portion of Dallas Cowboys OTAs has got to be Tyler Smith. And today, Tyler Smith doesn't only play at left guard, but also sees some action over there at left tackle. Maybe kind of getting his feet wet in a position that seems to be the end game for Tyler Smith. Not the end game for 2022, mind you, because, of course, the Cowboys would like to see Tyler Smith start at left guard for the upcoming season and maybe eventually move to left tackle and be Tyler uh, Tyron Smith's successor. But in the meantime, he's also getting some reps at left tackle. Now, he has been turning heads. Look at this tweet from Bobby Belt. Tyler Smith is going to be really, really good. He's gotten better every time I see him. Stoned Michael Parsons at left tackle today. And let me read to you the reaction from Micah Parsons himself. And this was tweeted out by David Hellman, the staff writer for the Dallas Cowboys, which, of course, uh, is one of the best in the game covering the Cowboys. uh, Word by word, here is what Michael Parsons said through David Hellman's Twitter account. I think Tyler is going to be a really good player. I know for some people, this probably wouldn't be what they expected, but man, we're all really excited about him. He's a strong kid. And this is the key part, folks. He gets his hands on you. I don't see too many people getting away. He's got the best of a lot of guys here in practice so far, really made a great impression. And some people have been talking and talking about that play in which he stopped Micah Parsons cold on his feet so big praise for the first round rookie by the Cowboys former first round uh you know rookie as well with Michael Parsons there on that play now something to point out is the following because I get the realism that some people want to bring into the conversation I get it and I respect it it's OTAs we don't you know want to get too excited about a practice in which players are not getting into live contact uh, with, you know, all dressed and all of that with pads and shoulders, and maybe they not, they're not going 100% yet. I understand all of that. But for Micah Parsons' quote to specifically zero in in the hands aspect of it, that's got to get you excited. I will read that part again. He's a strong kid. He gets his hands on you. I don't see too many people getting away. Now, of course, he's talking about play strength there about on Tyler Smith, the first round rookie out of Tulsa. But if Tyler Smith's hands are getting praised these early in the offseason, I'm going to get excited. Because maybe the number, the number one concern for us about Tyler Smith is the use of hands, his footwork, and all of that. But mainly he's use of hands because watching Tyler Smith tape, you will figure out quickly that that's what people didn't like about the the young prospect. The fact that plenty of times those hands were on the shoulders. They were not in sight. They were not, you know, tight. So a lot of people didn't like that. But Tyler Smith is looking like he's getting the hang of it pretty quickly. Now, You know, it's the Cowboys and they have a good history of drafting offensive linemen in the first round. I know that Cowboys Nation has gone through the transition of praising the Cowboys for their work at offensive line. And then, you know, saying that it all hinges on Duke Manyweather. And I love Duke Manyweather, but I think that's a little bit of an overreaction by Cowboys Nation. I'm You know, I'm going to trust their process when it comes to the offensive line. Professor O says, Mo the Savage, (laughs) regarding the earlier comment on our friend, the commies fan here in the show. Thank you guys for tuning into the show. By the way, those who are you who are just joining the show, thank you for that. Hit the like button. Share the stream as always. Let's see. Mike Riso says, that is called good coaching. Hey, the Cowboys, if they're they're developing him quickly, I agree with Mike. That is a good job by the Cowboys coaches. Now, let's just take it calmly. Let's not go all in on this hype. Let's get excited about it, but let's not set unrealistic expectations for Tyler Smith. But this does bring up an interesting question. The fact that he's working at left tackle this early. Truth or false? This is a question for you guys in the Facebook chat and the YouTube chat. Truth or false? Tyler Smith is going to play, at start at least one game at left tackle in 2022. Truth or false? Is that going to happen or not? If you had to bet, of course, we don't know. But if you had to bet, would you say truth or false? Because here's the thing. Tyron Smith might get injured. We know that. He's at that stage of his career in which you're you're getting ready for him potentially missing one or two games or even three, right? You don't want the season-ending injury or anything like that. But just with the back history and all of that, it's fair to assume that. Who takes over if that happens? Is it one of these swing tackles that the Cowboys have in Josh Ball in Matt, well, let's go. Or do they like Tyler Smith that much to trust them, to trust him and kick him outside to get it going? Truth or false? Let's see some of your comments here in the Facebook chat. Bruce got, and in the the YouTube chat, Bruce goes with true, toxic with true. Mike Rizzo over at Facebook with true, true from Gregory. Professor Osis, I'd say false, true, false. So, you know, some division in the replies so far, but also True is winning, clearly, as we can see right now. True is the most common answer. I will I will stick with false. I like Tyler Smith. I'm excited about the fact that he's turning heads over there in the Cowboys OTAs, and I think that Dallas wants him to be a left tackle, of course, in the long run. But I also think that they maybe feel comfortable enough with Josh Ball and Matt Waletsko and whoever else competes for the, the backup tackle job, whether it's a swing tackle or whether they define someone for the left side, someone for the right side, that remains to be seen. But I think they trust their guys enough so, so they can leave Tyler Smith at left guard and avoid you know just messing with his development as he tries to improve all of the fundamentals and all of his technique in his rookie season because to think that Tyler Smith's development will finish when the the preseason ends that would be dumb right that would be silly it will take time for Tyler Smith and if that and if the Cowboys do not want to risk that then maybe the smartest thing to go about things is just let him do his thing at guard exclusively for 2022. So I will say false, but also, you know, also I I don't rule it out. I don't think that it's that far-fetched to believe that Tyler Smith could play at left tackle. But for now, I'm going to say false. Hector says, after what we saw last year, how could you say false? Do we mean on Tyron Smith's health or do we mean after what we saw from the backup tackles, because I would argue we really have not seen the Cowboys backup tackles for 2022, right? Because number one, it seemed at first that it was Terrence Steele. He struggled on the left side, did pretty well on the right side. But now the, jo- the, the swing tackle is not going to be Ty in second or a veteran like that. It's going to be Josh Ball, who we didn't get to know last year, and it's going to be Matt go, who is a fifth round rookie. Of course, there is going to be more competition. But I'm just talking about the guys that right now would make the most sense to me at tackle. Bruce says, Mo, you're banking on the staff doing the smart thing. Well, but to be fair, we we, we just praised their work with Tyler Smith with what we know so far. Without Without getting too much into the hype side of things, right? Chris Graham says, media said, don't draft Lamp, get the defensive end. Don't get Parsons, get the cornerback. Media, no to Smith, defensive end, is Chris Graham. I will, you know, I will accept the Parsons and the Smith portion of this comment. I feel like everyone loved the CD Lamp pick, even when it happened. I think that everyone actually claimed it to be one of the biggest deals of the 2020 NFL draft. So I will, I will do, I will point that out. Uh, I think that we have to. I feel it like it's my obligation to do so. But, anyways, excited about Tyler Smith. I'm excited to hear that he is killing it. And once more, I know that these optimism headlines make their way in June and in May, but I like the portion of Michael Parsons quotes in which he points out Tyler Smith's hands because that's all we want to hear about. That's all we want to hear about, to be honest. But anyways, moving on a little bit here on the show, Tony Pollard getting more playing time at wide receiver. But make no mistake about this. We're not talking about seven on seven or 11 on 11. We're not talking about, you know, the Cowboys installing some stuff and experimenting with some stuff. We're talking and this is from the DallasCowboys.com website about Tony Pollard lining up with the receivers on a specific passing grill On one side of the field, and this is again from DallasCowboys.com, the running backs and tight ends lined up with all the receivers on the other side of the field. But Pollard worked with the receivers who ran a more deeper route. Is that a big deal? Small deal or no deal? Let me know in the comments. What do you think? Is that a big deal, small deal, or no deal? Because let me tell you, I think that's kind of huge. I wouldn't get too excited about Pollard getting some playing time in the slot like we heard about last week, because I would say, you know, that's All cool and everything, but, you know, Cowboys wide receivers are dealing with some injuries. Jalen Tolbert, James Washington. Oh, man, the perfect game for the Yankees is over in the top of the eighth inning. Just a small parenthesis for you guys. And that's that that got to be a base hit. So no hitter. No, no hitter either for Jonathan Thalen. I I was watching it from the corner of my eye. I'm not going to lie to you guys. But anyways, parenthesis over. I think it's a huge deal because this is not about this is not about Tony Pollard getting some, getting some playing time in 11 versus 11 and all of that. He's getting, you know, passing specific drills. He's lining up with the wide receivers. I think that's huge. I think that is a big deal for the Cowboys. Pollard played some slot at Memphis as Chris. That is completely right. He did a little bit of everything. He was so fun to watch when he was in college. Bruce goes with big deal. Lumen goes with small deal. Todd says no, big deal. No deal uh, from Mark. Gilbert goes with Bill, big deal. Toxic Tom says no deal until they actually use him more in games. Hey, I I am being optimistic about this. I think that the Cowboys will end up playing Tony Pollard more. And I think that him getting reps in position-specific drills with the wide receivers is huge. I might be... I might be wrong about this. We would have to double-check, investigate. But it feels to me like this is the first time we hear about this. We had heard about Pollard getting some playing time at receiver, but a specific passing drills is different because the Cowboys maybe are experimenting with, you know, how good Tony Pollard can be as a wideout. Not in gimmick plays, but consistently, and everyone likes this comparison, Larry Ward brings it up like Debo, right? Debo Samuel was a wide receiver that got some running back playing time. With Pollard, we want him to be a running get back that gets some wide receiver playing time. Cannot wait to see if this is the year in which the Cowboys finally give Tony Pollard the reps that he deserves. Other than that, there were some other interesting tidbits of, of information. TJ Basher getting first team reps with the Cowboys wide receivers. And once more, there are some banked up receivers. But it's important because last week we had heard all about Simefi Hoko. And now you kind of start getting a little bit more calm about everything. And you, and you think all of these young wide receivers are going to see some first team playing time to get a feel as to how they're doing. Uh, So that was important for sure. Dak Prescott's footwork has been getting a lot of praise. And that has has to do with how healthy he looks this year as compared to last season. Now, this is always important. Tommy915 says, don't believe the Yoon news, Mo. It never happens in September, says Tommy915. But hey, some stuff is important. Some stuff is important. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, oh, yeah, Dak Prescott is going to be the best version of himself in 2022. I'm not going to try to sell you on all of these players that say that they're healthy as they have ever been or anything like that. But there are some things that matter, like Tyler Smith getting some playing time this early at left tackle, like Pollard working specifically with wide receivers. All of these does seem to matter. You, you, I think that you need to get to the point in which you figure out what things are insightful and what things are just random off-season hype. And I try to always touch on those that that seem to be really insightful, right? John L. Hill says that's great because we're not going to resign Pollard as a running back, says John L. Hill, Good point there. Todd Cook says I love Pollard, but I don't see them using him all over the field. Hey, let's hope that we're wrong, right? Let's hope that we are wrong. Craig says now go out and we- and get Wayne Gallman. Hey, I've always liked Gallman. I'm not going to disagree there. I don't know if there is, I don't know if there is a space for another, uh, you know, running back though. Right now in Dallas, you know, I've always liked Goldman. I'm a Clemson fan. What can I tell you? I doubt that they would look for another running back in free agency, though. Uh, let's see, I'm missing something there in the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat, or I don't know if the mods are already at work, <laughs> but anyways, you need a backup running back, says Craig. Oh, you've got your backup running back, it is. It is Tony Pollard. Like, even if we would get cra- even if we wanted to get crazy and say, oh, Tony Pollard is going to get more reps than Sick, well, then one of those is your backup. Oh, oh, maybe Craig. Oh, I get, I get where Craig's head is at. He, is, he means if Pollard moves to wide receiver, but I don't think that it would be such a full time move for the Cowboys. I don't know. It's an interesting that that brings up interesting conversations. Craig is on to an interesting thought here. If you move Pollard, how big of a move is it? How much time will he actually spend with the wide receivers? Or will there be just some place for him? Or will you just open up the playbook for Tony Pollard and let him do his thing? And if you move him to wide receiver, if it's a good if it's a strong move to wide receiver, who's your backup running back now? That's a that's a good thought by Craig. Ryan Null says toxic Tom. <laughs> Ryan Null, who looks more like a fullback, though, all kidding aside. Who who look, it looks more like a like a fullback? But there are young guys. I don't think the Cowboys go get a veteran free agent. I think they would stick with guys like Rick Dowdle, uh, Jay Jayquan Hardy, and all of the young Cowboys running backs that we have seen on the roster for the past couple of years. I don't know what's been going on on the YouTube chat, but people are talking about them and doing some, on doing maybe deleting something. I will let you guys handle it. Uh, I'm, I'm lucky that you guys are now mods. <laughs> Anyways, Retro Scotty says, as good as Tyler Smith, Hooker, and Bell have been looking on OTAs, let's not forget this is OTAs and it's without the pads. Let's see when training camp arrives and the pads come on to see how good they really are. And that's the perspective. That's the perspective that you need to have when having these OTAs conversations. That's always important to do. And that's what I meant earlier when I said, every time that we talk about OTAs, we will talk about things that seem to actually matter and project into the future. But anyways, before we get out of here, Ryan Fitzpatrick retired. And I forgot to load up the graphic, actually. So I will just read this tweet to you guys, because this was, this was a low-key, under-the-radar kind of tweet that really just outlines how bad we need September to arrive. Ryan Fitzpatrick retired. And this is the tweet from at the real Forno, who writes for MVS, NBC Sports Edge. He tweeted out, <laughs> interesting discussion point. I, I, I cannot even read it with a straight face. I will try. Ryan Fitzpatrick is arguably the greatest backup quarterback of all time. And then he goes on to add a question. Should that get him into the Hall of Fame? <laughs> <laughs> and I love that the answers for the poll are yes, no. And then the third potential answer is he has a unique argument. I mean, yeah, it's pretty unique. <laughs> it is unique. I, I will give you that. But holy, what, what, what is that question? Ryan Fitzpatrick, the greatest back of all, of all time. Does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? I was blown away by the fact that this was an actual tweet on (laughs) twitter.com that was funny and then (laughs) what was even more funny is that two tweets (laughs) all right let me let me finish reading the the thread before we get out of here he added he has had one of the more bizarre careers in the history of football. nine teams over 17 seasons two 10-win teams missed the playoffs 35,000 yards and then some more numbers and then one more item on the bullet list is Ultimate Gunslinger. <laughs> and then <clears throat> the other tweet says, I don't think he should be a Hall of Famer for what it's worth. However, if you are potentially, in between parentheses, consider it the best at something in your sport, the discussion should absolutely happen. So I'm guessing that we also need to find who was the the... <laughs> The best at something in you know being the third string quarterback of a team. He also belongs over there in the hall of fame. That was funny to me. I wanted to add that to the show, but I forgot to load up the graphic. Absolutely no, no, nah, says Craig. Hell no, says Tommy915. My answer is bro, says Bruce. The Swagger Hall of Fame says Toxic Tom. Yeah, he he deserves his spot in the Swagger Hall of Fame. <laughs> The Hall of OK says Bruce got the use. That that was a funny tweet tonight. But anyways, guys, thank you for joining the show. As always, it's a pleasure to talk some Dallas Cowboys football with you. It is Thursday night, so I hope that you guys enjoy your weekend. And I will see you on Sunday night at 8 p.m. Central. Remember, we are live every Sunday through Thursday night here on Dallas On The Man Sports Talk Network. For more Cowboys content, make sure that you check out adcsports.com Dallas. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you, guys. Smash the like button. Share the stream. Remember, every like allows us to put this show in front of more Cowboys fans. Thank you, guys, and I will see you on Sunday. Have a good one.